first giving honor to God who is the head of my life. It is MJ Meraki, your host of Black Church Experience. How y'all doing? How is everyone doing? Y'all doing all right? We feeling good. It's Sunday. Guess who went to church today? I did. If you went to church today, then I hope you enjoyed it. That's why I'm a little, a little raspy. Sung a song or two to the Lord from my seat. Uh, but yeah, and uh, also last night I was hollering because of 1346 was in town. 1346 Dance Ensemble, uh, one of my favorite things about church right now is a dance company based out of Baltimore, Maryland, and it's led by a wonderful director, uh, Gina Booker, and it has different chapters, one in Miami, one in Baltimore, one in Texas, one in South America, and there's one in Tampa, and I'm also connected to them through my friend Daisha. And they did an amazing production last night. So, just wanted to get that out. So, if y'all wonder why his voice sound like that in this episode. Been hollering. I've been in church. I've been hollering. And shouting to the Lord. All those things. But, yeah, we're going to get back into uh, the podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in to the last episode. And getting into this conversation of the hurt, the traumatized, and the tired. Um, I've gotten some good feedback that episode was a bit long, so I'm going to do y'all one. We're going to start bringing the podcast to you every week so that the conversations uh, can be, you know, a bit more uh, up to speed and even, uh, you know, more power. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> condensed. 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 So, yeah, uh, we. I want to get back into this conversation and I just wanted for anyone maybe that didn't hear the last episode, which it's all there, so if you want to go back, but basically what was being discussed is um, church and people and persons who in their experience become either, you know, hurt, traumatized or tired of church. And uh, I was a bit online seeing different things and people this conversation is not a new one but it's not getting old anytime soon because <laughs> i also saw that my one of my uh pals uh jeffrey whitaker he pastors a church transformation church in virginia and he made a post asking folks about their current you know relationship to the church and the responses were definitely there and People were basically saying, oh, it was it was more about uh, some of the crazy things that people have heard in church and or things that they were taught as doctrine that wasn't Bible. And I think that one of the things that I saw there was some of the same things that people end up saying is why they no longer connect to the church is what some people in the post were saying that they just, you know, they processed through it. And that's kind of why I want to have this conversation, because I do believe that some folks are meant to be a part of the church and what happens in the Lord's church and how the church will evolve and further and uh, enter the future. And then I believe that there are individuals who leave, will not return, aren't coming back, and that's their prerogative and their right. And then I also believe that there are individuals who have found new practices, new beliefs and systems that they uh, connect with. So there are varying reasons for 
these transitions and changes but i think that it's it's worth mentioning to anyone who's processing this or maybe even being told to you know just get over it you're not the only person who's processing uh, their connection to the church as it is so i actually was on twitter and someone who is not church related posted a tweet saying and this is the tweet it says black people y'all still going to church uh why or why not and there were at least the responses on this are are numbered it's so many but i was enjoying reading some of people's reasonings uh from the standpoint of once again realizing this isn't isolated to one place in time so when this this podcast is titled black church experience for a reason because if you've experienced the black church you may have experienced a lot of the same things so one of the things that one of the young ladies tweeted here about why she stopped attending church and she left a tweet as to why she says when her grandmother passed okay this is why this young lady says that she stopped dealing with the church when it says after my grandmother passed year uh passed years ago the pastor asked my mama who's gonna pay the rest of my grandma tithes <laughs> she says i've been going to that church my entire life uh but i haven't went back since then plus i have no reason to to go because my grandma was the reason why i was going there so yeah, I, I think that that, just for one case in point, is a very humorous thing that someone's family member died and the church was asking them who's going to pay the rest of the tithes. There's another young lady responding here saying that no, she doesn't go to church because I feel like uh, the members are often hypocritical and pick and choose what parts of the Bible to follow and I refuse to believe in a God that would make an entire group of people, anyone who's marginalized, parentheses, uh, for the sake of damnation which is an idea perpetuated in church. Um, let's see, what else is here? Uh, so yeah, there's also... Here's one. It says, Way too many fake saints. All that competition, drama, gossip, etc., I usually just sit with my best friend, parents, or my nana and read the Bible to discuss how we interpret it. That's been way more beneficial. Gospel music still slaps, though. I see why praise and worship was so long. All right. So I just wanted to read a few of them, okay? Uh, Just for the sake of adding it to the conversation and having the dialogue. And... Like I said last time, our generation is going to be more vocal than those who came before us on these matters. I believe that that is why the millennials and that's why the Gen X or Gen Z and the, the subsequent coming, those coming next are, are arriving uh, into the space and onto the planet. I believe that a lot of systems and ways of being that used to be that don't take time to really explain themselves or, or the actual explanations are not there. I don't believe that 
it will survive the future. Uh, it will not really be able. Yeah, we're coming into a new age. Like we we're in the information age and era, right? Um persons my age and younger are asking some of the same questions that those before were asking, but we also will take to the world wide web to do research. We have a new rate of literacy amongst persons of color. So there's more reading, there's more education, there's more language being understood. So you have more people now who understand Greek. You have more people who understand Hebrew. You have more people who are going back and studying some of the cultural customs and things and the history of Christianity, especially in the West. And um, if you listen with ears that only want to take offense to the fact that people are no longer claiming Jesus Christ as the only way, right? There are those who are, are not in agreement with the theological belief that Christians hold there, right? But if you ever ask them why, and they will give you an explanation. Now, I hope that the Christian who was asking them the question can give from their perspective a proper defense of what they believe. And in that, I believe that there are many today in the, that sit in pew who don't have even basic um, explanation to the next person that sits at their desk, their neighbor, their family member, as to why they do from a biblical place the things that they do. And if a biblical reference is given, how many of it is actually contextual, it's actually properly, you know, extrapolated from for it to be what that was even saying based on culture and time right we're living in a time now where preachers cannot just stand in the pulpit and use a word or or you know uh hoop over certain things or just say right why because individuals sitting in the pew will go onto the internet and, and look into blue letter bible for themselves and realize that's not what that verse just was really saying right so we are we're dealing with that that's one thing and when it comes to where society is becoming so although some may not see it this way what the society is pushing for in, in many of these you know uh groups and pe persons that are pushing for you know acceptance whether it be L the lgbtqia plus community and others women's rights these types of things you know, if you're you're raised very maybe conservative or fundamentalist uh, Christian and you're thinking very doctrinal in your thinking, you will you will think that oh those persons are just causing for upheaval and rebellion, and it's because they are in these blatant sins or whatever it may be. But I think that if you rotate the, that and allow another perspective to be seen in it. I think that with the fighting of, hey, look, this is what some persons are experiencing. If we're all human, respect the next human. I think that that's kind of what's now happening in the church with the conversation that 
persons are saying now, hey, we say we believe in Jesus who loves and is this way, then what I am expecting of those who sit in the pew is not to be gossips, not to be slanderers, not to be these things, right? So a lot of the issue that persons have with the church, I would like to finally just say this part of it. The issue is somewhere between the pulpit and the pew. Whether it's how we conduct ourselves as persons in the space that is church or the persons who are orchestrating the space. We are, they are responsible for the quality of what persons experience each week. And so I think that at this point, I really just want churches and church members to at some point say, no, I'm the problem. That I'm a part of the reason why someone is no longer attending church weekly. That I am, my attitude, my way of being is the reason why people are not coming and supporting X, Y, and Z. That I I am that reason. It's not Jesus. Because if you read through the information, most of the people are not saying they've left their belief in Christ, Yeshua. What they're saying is, I've left the church and my connectivity with it. But there are some that say, no, I left Jesus with it too because I just started, I, I believe something different now. Okay? Um, and I, I just believe that it's time for churches at the, at the local level, at the national level, the regional level, right? To start considering reformation, change in protocols, change in how things are done because in how I you know if I were to give you like where or how does you know these incidents of church hurt and things happen in my opinion how it happens is someone checks out of two things empathy and then the collective consideration right one of my core principle scriptures in my following of Yeshua is to love your neighbor as yourself okay Right. There's also scripture that says the part of that says to uh, love. You have to love your neighbor as yourself, but you also have to love yourself in the proper identity and connection with God. Right. So if you have if you have individuals who have not accepted that, you know, sometimes my breath stinks. Sometimes I'm annoying. Sometimes I'm cranky. Sometimes I'm whatever. Sometimes I'm moody. Right. Sometimes I can say things that this wasn't the right place and time to say it. Until individuals are willing to say that, right? And not try to coax it. Let me tell you something that I experienced a lot of. There are two people that get blamed the most for for things with most Christians. The devil and, and just how I was feeling. It don't ever seem to be certain people. It's either the devil or just what was at that time, that season I was in. And I just want them to realize that, no, whether it's the season or the devil being present, you're still present. So clearly, there, clearly there's more there's more working here than what you are maybe wanting to admit, address, and do some introspection, reflection, healing, overcoming, and change on. Okay. I'm here. Here we go. Maybe some people, maybe these people aren't listening to my podcast. But if they are, I hope that someone will realize I'm the problem. If you sat in the church and I've done it and gossiped and all these things about people's business that's going on. I'm the problem. If somebody was hurt by that, that was me. I'm the problem. I owe it to them to go and say, you know what? It was not for me to be in your business. That was not for me, right? Or here we go, being a hypocrite. That's something that when I really finally start to understand that it, it hurts people. Let me say this to you, to anyone listening. It hurts folks' impression 
of things and you and the gospel and the faith and the, the quality and sanctity of church when we are different in the sanctuary versus our secular or uh, city life okay and there really is a remedy for hypocrisy to be the same person all the time one of the things I think that definitely hurts people quite a bit in church is the smoke and mirrors that get played and I think I might dedicate a whole podcast just to talk about that you know I told y'all it's convocation season where I'm from so there are times where people are literally tap dancing for the pastor and the elders and the officiants and just hellions the rest of the time it's really a facade it's not an authentic thing but they're gonna jump through all the hoops and tap dancings to be able to get that yoke and that paper to be able to have a title because you're also dealing with you know groups of people who uh culturally that's why i think that them titles get to be so toxic because if you ever realize when people who ain't ever felt that they had a sense of belonging power or importance um in any space gets a title then it gets interesting but when you add god to this person's power no it gets very very toxic for a lot of people um and i do i really do believe that there needs to be a lot more protocols gatekeeping scrutiny and check checkpoints and checklists um from the pulpit to the pew just to understand am i first of all being the same person uh are the quality of people that we're putting up in front of people uh you know what is really what are really the quality of people that are leading in this space and um yeah i can definitely say that in my immaturity and my own lacks and my own whatever things at certain times i've definitely been the problem i've definitely been the reason why there's one girl in particular i know i'm the reason why she don't go to church i've apologized you know and i send love and light in her direction every time she comes to mine um but i just pray that whatever wherever she is and however life is going that her path her destiny her call um all gets achieved you know what i'm saying and that's an honest and my friends who know they know the story and it's already been you know it's been addressed i've dealt with it it's that kind of thing but that's a reality you know and it's very um disheartening to know that people's there are persons who will never receive an, an apology that there are persons who will never be empathized with and they're hurting by something that someone said to them during an altar call you know they are very much offended by something that was said while the saints were sitting around at dinner because this is these are places where church hurt like when people get hurt by stuff it'd be altar calls somebody done you know trying to get prayer or something and something don't go right high spiritual times i told y'all everybody got to mind their p's and q's during high spiritual times uh post-church dinners if you ain't ever the saints i don't know if the saints be catching on but after you done been sitting in church for it all day and all that kind of stuff sometimes the best thing to do is to go home just stay in the spirit go home and let god do whatever he want to finish talking to you about because there are things that you get to talking about at the dinner after church and you realize wow i have wasted my time again <laughs> i have wasted my time again sitting at the church waiting to find out where we finna eat at where we about to eat at not only that part of it but we sat in church and everybody oh, no, 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 chicken once again in tongues up in a roar and still can't manage our tongues after we just left church 
and then someone who's new, impressionable to the space or the faith sees like, oh, this is what y'all do. I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> right? So I just want those of us who are in the space and have, do and have done these things to finally start saying like, no, that there are areas that need to be cleaned up. And there is reason for people to be saying, I was hurt by that. That caused me trauma. That caused me pain. And I'm tired of it. Right? Um, yeah. What, what else? Church events and church planning committees. Right? Like I told you. Ordination. The parking lot. is is really wherever people just check out. Wherever people check out of realizing God is conscious of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and how I'm treating the next person is when people get hurt. And for those who do want to return and have, you know, certain things in your heart, I want you to know this. There are certain parts of it where you're just going to have to heal and, and move forward. Then they never going to apologize to you. Just like whomever's uncle didn't apologize to him and the auntie didn't apologize for how she said it and how she did You apply the same understanding here. Church people, especially black church people, are the same types of people in your family. They're the same types of people in your family. So you start to realize, like, you know that one auntie that's really envious of your other auntie and just decides that when it's her time to have the floor, she going to show out? People do that when they get the mic. Okay? So with that being said, if you plan on it, you are in the space or whatever it may be, and you're trying to, you know, come to a place of triumph in this area of how you view people, let them go. Do not expect perfection from nobody they, and i'm gonna tell you this there are no perfect churches they never will exist um there's never been one uh wherever there's people there are going to be problems because people come with problems most people who are coming into the church got some kind of problem okay i'm just letting you know they're in a place of recovery redemption whatever it may be not all the majority though okay um so you have to really come to the point of accepting their people they're not God. They're not gods, demigods. They're not the El Shaddai. They're not the end all. They're not Alpha nor Omega. They're people. And people are going to be people. Okay? And some people are there just to be the headache. Some people are really in churches because somebody got to be there to cause problems. There, there is no place. There is, there is nothing that is all good. Okay? Water and rain is amazing until it starts to flood. Right? So rain is great. Flooding well, if it's been dry, you might say it's great. But if it ruins your home, you might say it's horrible. So certain things you just got to take off this consciousness of good and bad and really just start to see it as people are going to be having human behavior. People are going to be sleeping together. People are going to be lying. People are going to be gossiping. People are going to be acting one way in front of this person and the other. It happens in the pew. Okay? It happens. Right? Um... Does that, and I'm not putting a right or wrong on it. I'm just bringing it into our awareness that we finally resolve with it. Even if you don't want to accept it because we Christians and we're supposed to be light and salt and the scriptures say, understood. But that takes revelation. That takes commitment to your, your belief. And most people don't, don't, most people don't even believe what they say they believe and what they say they know. Um, so yeah, there, there's much of this things that you're going to have to, if you, if you are wanting to get past the point of being church hurt and the trauma and feeling tired, you need, you got to get to some level of healing choice, you know, um, sometimes that may be 
books and guided books that help with self-healing and proper understanding of emotional intelligence and getting your emotional IQ up, okay, right? So that you start to learn how to see people for who they are, not take on their projections and their venoms and these different things, okay? You might need a therapist. You might need to go find someone who deals with you know, helping people to overcome in these areas because it may not just be one place. You may have had sentiments that really started with your family also, but church made it worse because you were going there for some type of salvation and resolve that, quite frankly, them people don't have for you. So I hope you got God and I hope you are Christ conscious and I hope that Yeshua is helping you to understand how you become who God said that you are meant to be. Um, Because some some churches are so deep entrenched in religion, they're never going to get to the point of bringing people to where... um, God wants them for this current age and that's that's really why I've been in this conversation um there are things that we we need to finally address and accept I don't think that the church is a horrible thing that should not exist in a white man's religion and all those kind of things that's not my soapbox um somebody asked me not too long ago uh, what is your disdain with the church it just seems like you have a disdain with the church and that day I just decided I said I do I don't like that from what I've experienced, what I've seen, what I've partook in and even been. Uh, we're not following the text. We're not we're not really demonstrating. We're not truly making disciples uh, at the rate, at the quantity of the number of churches around us. And so one church might say, I think we're doing a great job. Okay. But there's 12 churches on your block. What's really going on? right and if 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 it be anything that is doing what it does it grows it will grow it by numbers daily and so if you look at your church and it's the same 120 of y'all and then it drops down to 80 105 70 <laughs> i just want you to understand what i'm saying and i know people will say it's not about numbers and churches and things I don't believe it's possible for you to be giving people something that is totally changing their life and their family members not want to come to also learn how to prosper physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. If that's if that's where we are and that's what we're teaching and that's what we're living and embodying, that is what will keep surfacing for us. And that's why people are our belief in system and walk and path of being as followers of Christ, followers of the way would be so enticing that people say no i I rock with that but if they're saying when i meet y'all y'all not demonstrating like the book say that's a good read and call out let's get like the book okay and this is for everyone in the dialogue right um because i i don't want to just aim at the pulpit because the pulpit gets so much of the heat of like people being church hurt and it's not it'd be the stuff that go on in the pew sister so-and-so sleeping with somebody husband and or, or brother so and so anyway these different things go on and people can get hurt by these things and um, if you are a part of the problem I think you should self correct because um, clearly God's not going to fix it that's another thing some of you be like oh pray for them God will change them no God's not going to change them let me be honest with some of you some of the people in church God's not going to change them they've been in church 8 years they done bucked in Holy Ghost and speak in tongues that's in them and they don't want to remove it. There's no way for them to get free from something that holds them that captive. Because they don't see that there's anything wrong with being a nasty, backbiting person. Because that's just how they are. Okay? Um, anywho. Yeah. 
I just wanted to finish the conversation on these on on what this is and what's really going on. But back to there, there's more, and so I just want to say um, to those who are in this kind of space and feel like I know there's more, I need more. Um, find you somewhere healthy if you can to connect to, but most importantly. You must do your own study. You must do your own devotion. You must have your own prayer life. You must have your own connectivity with spirit. God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you must bring your whole self to him from the deep, from the clearest understanding of who you are as a spirit. Not the woe is me. Oh, no, no, no. That's another thing. Some people have the trauma of bad doctrine and they don't. But anywho, that's my time this week. Um, yeah, I'll be here next week. We're going to keep it moving. And yeah, I hope that you guys will give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Where are we in the conversation? And this has been Black Church Experience. MJ Meraki. See y'all next week.